Penguin Audio presents Relic Master, The Lost Heiress, by Catherine Fisher, read by Dan Bittner. The strain on his arms was agony. Clutching the rope, he hauled himself up, hand over hand, gripping with aching knees and ankles. Hurry up! The sequoia leaned precariously from the tower ledge above, its seven fingers stretching for him. Behind it, the maker wall glimmered in the light of the moons. Raffi gave one last desperate pull, flung his hand up, and grabbed. A hard grip clenched on his. He was dragged onto the ledge and clung there, gasping and soaked with sweat. Not bad, the creature purred in his ear. Now look down. Below them, the night was black. Somewhere at the tower's smooth base, Galen was waiting, a shadow with a hooked face of moonlight staring up. Even from here, Raffi could feel his tension. Now what? The window. Delicately, the sequoia put its long hand out and wriggled it through the smashed, patched pane. A latch clicked. The casement creaked softly open. The creature's fur tickled Raffi as it whispered, In you go. Raffi nodded. Silently, he swung his feet and slithered over the sill, standing in the still room. In the moonlight, he sent a sense line out, feeling at once the tangled dreams of the man in the bed, the sleeping bodyguards outside the door, and then, as he groped for it, the bright mind echo of the relic, the familiar blue box. It was somewhere near the bed. He pointed, the sequoia nodded, its yellow eyes catching the light. Raffi began to cross the room. He knew there was no one else here. But if Albrecht woke up and yelled, there soon would be. The tiny man seemed lost in the vast bed, its hangings purple and crimson damask, heavy and expensive. Beside the bed was a table, a dim shadow of smooth wood, and he could just see the gleam of a drawer handle. The relic box was in there. Galen's box. Inch by inch, Raffi's hand moved toward the drawer. Albrecht snuffled, turned over. His face was close to Raffi now, a sly face even in sleep. Soundlessly, Raffi opened the drawer, pushed his fingers in, and touched the box. Power jerked through him. His fingers clenched on it, and he almost hissed with the shock. Then it was out and shoved deep inside his jerkin. Glancing back, he saw the sequoia's black shape breathless against the window. Behind it, the stars were bright. He backed carefully. But Albrecht was restless, turning and tossing in his rich covers. With each step back, Raffi felt the dwarf's sharp mind bubbling up out of the dark, a growing unease. As he turned and grabbed the window, he felt the moment of waking like a pain. Albrecht sat bolt upright. He stared across the dark room. In that instant, he saw them both, and a strangled scream of fury broke out of him. In seconds, Raffi was out, slithering down the rope after the sequoia, so fast that the heat seared the gloves on his hands. And as he hit the bottom and crumpled to his knees, he heard the dogs erupt into barking and the screeching of Albrecht's wrath. Galen's hand grabbed him. Have you got it? Yes. The dwarf's head jutted from the high window. Galen Hahn! He screamed, his voice raw. And you, sequoia, I'll kill you both for this! He seemed to be demented with rage. Someone had to haul him back inside. I'll kill you! He shrieked. But the night was dark. They were already long gone. Flane's Death 